BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Morning all, and welcome to today's Sunday Q&A which we may or may not get out in one go, uh, because it's kind of time when a family get up. I've been up since half six. You kind of do, don't you, really? You get used to it. I've now, I'm, I'm, normally I get up about five-ish, and normally get in about seven o'clock now, which is okay, so I'm getting used to it. And I think I might be tramping some more. The advantage with tramping is um, if you stop at like, you know, you've got your load on and you've got to stop at like six o'clock, or you just can't move, or you've got, you're at your collection point at four o'clock in the afternoon, you're done at four o'clock in the afternoon. Whereas if you're not, you're just running all the time. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, of course, it's kind of now half ten. And if the family come in or I get some noise, I might have to pause it and then we'll go somewhere else. Uh, having said, or I might have to retake it again, in which case, you won't have seen any of this, so this will all be completely academic. Uh, yeah, so, straight into it. Question of the week is from Shiddy, and he says, um, Pete, thank you. He says, can you make a video on the Luton van, both curtain side, where to strap the ratchet straps on a pallet? Now, on the firm, we've got two Luton vans. We've got a Sprinter, and we've got um, a Renault. I've got to say, I'm coming round to the Renault. Um, but what I'll do is when I get the opportunity to jump in one of them, I'm getting a bit more on top of things now. I'm, I'm sure in regu- regular viewers to the channel will know things have not quite gone according to plan for me. And over the last ooh, four months or so, um, it's all gone a bit sideways. And I've had to get on top of it. But I'm starting to get on top of it now, which means there'll be more time to make videos and to do this kind of stuff. So I will get onto that. I, may, I, don't, know, I don't know when, but it will go on my list, Jenny. So thanks for the question. Uh, all right, this week's mistakes, <laughs> of which there were many. <laughs> well, last week's mistakes, rather, you know, mistakes made. Right, firstly, Steve, the nefarious Steve Campbell says, Is, ain't a high ass, isn't a high ass a Toyota? Yes, it is. And he, he knows this because he says, I used to drive a Toyota Hiace when I was working for a corner shop driving to the cash and carries to collect stock. Um, it always stacked with carry and was awfully slow. But it worked, though, didn't it? It started first time and it worked. Um, he also goes on to say, because we said about the fact of the electric vehicles exploding, 
uh, two electric buses in London exploded within a week of other, the week before last. I have done, um, he's done another airport job. He's, he's off to Stansted. So, on the subject of electric cars exploding, and I kind of said, why would you want to drive an, expl- an exploding car? Paul the trucker <laughs> says, the Luton airport was caused by a diesel car. They said it was caused by a diesel car after saying it was caused by an electric Range Rover. Now, either A, they made a mistake, which is perfectly possible, or B, they don't want to publicise the fact that electric cars explode. Having said that, (laughs) he goes on to say, also the percentage of electric vehicle cars that catch fire is very low compared um, to fuel. Obviously, about one vehicle fire in 8,000 is an EV, the others are petrol or diesel. The problem with EVs is if there is a fire, it can take weeks to fully make them safe. They're actually safer than petrol and diesel regarding catching fire. It's a myth that EVs catch fire more than anti-EV people who have never been in one or near one or actually do their research on them. Well, that would be me. I don't do any research. I just read out what you tell me. Um, And I suppose it makes a point that if you actually, if you look at it in the cold light of day and someone said, do you want to drive this vehicle that's full of batteries, if I was in a truck, so which would you feel safer in? Driving a vehicle full of... I mean, I do transport batteries because we do work for solar panel people. It's not ADR because I'm not ADR, but it's under the ADR limit. Um, so do you want to drive a lorry that's full of batteries or one that's full of petrol? Which one do you think would be the worst in a fire and most likely to explode? I would say, I'll take the battery vehicle, please. <laughs> Because I've seen petrol explosions, can't say I've seen many battery explosions. I could be completely wrong. I usually am. But if you ask me in the cold light of day, which one will I choose to try? You say, which one do you think is going to be safer to drive? Batteries for me. There we go. Um, and this week's that's, um, yeah. And the final one this week's mistakes is from Andy Bray, who says, you can only do speed awareness courses once every three and a half years. That's not true. You can do speed awareness courses once every three years. I googled it. So one of Pete's last week's mistake is actually not a mistake. I'm just going to do a quick victory dance. Enjoy that. Morning exercise, my week's exercise now. I'm going to get back to the gym. Now I'm back on things. I mean, I I have an idea that when I get everything sorted, back to the gym... um, so at least Saturday mornings, at least once a week. You know, you got to keep you got to keep yourself moving, ain't you? Really, I'm getting I'm, I'm mid fifties now. Look at this, I'm starting to look like Fagin. We started like Fagin for a very long time in fairness. Uh, right, anyway, this week's video uh, was on best boots, and this is one that we're always coming into. What are the best boots to wear? As good. And do you know what? It comes down to a lot of the best van, most reliable van, which we will get onto. And um, I think a lot of that, it really is, it's a lot of personal preference, but this is what you had to say on Best Boots. Wayne Rawlins said, there's a pair of boots called Halo, which are good. Apparently they're like wearing slippers. Not tried them. Any comments to anyone who wears Halos? Uh, Van Roman says, Siv, uh, S-I-E-V-E, zip side work boots, best I've come across. Light, tough and quick and easy to put on. That easy to put on makes a difference. It's five o'clock in the morning, you're sitting there. If you've got a load of laces, I mean, I've got um, the Heady Hansons um, that I'm wearing at the moment because they're the fur line ones, and they've got a zip up the side. I don't even bother doing the zip up the side now. I stick them on like a pair of wellies, and bosh, they're ready to go. 
you know, I mean, don't get me having said that, the Timberlands doing up a, in two sets of laces doesn't take a long time. It's when you sort of getting into, well, I have the 14 holes, I have the 16 holes, you've got these great boots, you've got to do laces up, that's a nose. Um, Shane Hardy says in relation to the Timberlands, he says, so in conclusion, they're okay boots, even cheap boots can be okay. Yeah, in conclusion, they are. Nothing to write home about. They say Timberland on the side, they're a bit there, nothing, nothing to write home about. Uh, domain name guy says, safety trainers all year round, and they cost £40-ish, no problems, great grip. The only exception is that certain sites won't let you in without proper safety boots. Certain sites can be pain. Uh, which, which are rare, though. The only other time a driver might won't wear boots is on a building site after a few days of rain. Yeah, I remember once I was delivering um, cladding and stuff like that. I got a job like a multi-job job. I thought what three drivers jumped out in wellies. I wonder where he wellies for. I very quickly found out. First building site, caked in mud. Second building site, caked in mud. It's like, yeah, if they do it every day, wellies are the way forward. Uh, but you, you want to keep all this stuff on board? Don't know. But, yeah, you're right. Um, the Handy Van says, have you ever tried cat boots? The only pair of cat boots that I can think of, I never had safety cat boots, but I certainly would give them a go. But like when I was about 21, 22, I was always like, I was never the greatest with fashion. And then kind of became student-y, and you just wear the sort of Martins and jeans all the time, and vests, you know, leather jackets, long hair, Ooh, a bit grungy. Um, and then I kind of met my wife, and she was a bit trendy, so I had to smart myself up a bit. So I went down to Bovinder Market, being a Bovinder Market, being an ex-market trader. And of course you've got all the Schneid stalls down there. And I bought myself a pair of cat Schneid boots, and so I'm just nearly finishing. Um, I got I bought myself a pair of catch and eye boots, and I wore them with jeans and my neck sweatshirt. And I felt a million dollars. I'd wear them again. In fairness, now I've got the Timberland six inch, the normal ones, the comfy ones, not the um, work boots, and they're lovely. Uh, right, I'm going to do one more, and then I'm going to stop, and then we'll do the rest in a minute. Um, Nick the Urban Tracker, finally. Nick, thanks for all your comments. He says, Hi Pete, I used to go through a couple of pairs of boots every year until I bought a pair of DeWalt Acrons. I've had mine about 15 months now. They're pretty, I pretty much live in them and they're extremely comfortable and very hard wearing. I highly recommend them, although they're not cheap. Mine cost about 75 quid. 75 pound ain't bad, mate. In comparison to what I gave for the Timberland Boondocks, you could get about a 10 year supply. Anyway, I'm going to pause it now. Come back to you in a bit, probably from a different location, uh, with Most Reliable Van. Boring. <laughs> Hello, again. Been relegated to the bedroom now. Uh, thanks very much for the heckle release on the end there. You're boring. Yeah, I know. Um, so, Most Reliable Van. Um, Steve Campbell says, I had, I had over 700k on a 2001 Ford Transit MK6 minibus, and it was still running. Again, it's, I think it's luck of the draw, like, you know. Um, Android, Android Lloyd says, me personally, the Sprinter, all the Transit variants, Iveco Daily, Traffic, uh, and the Master are all good vans. Uh, everything else is rubbish. Stay away from Citroen, Peugeot, newer Vivaros, VW and LDV. LDV, that's the last and past. That's the old post office fans, isn't it? Um, VW, I've got to say, I'm getting pretty poor write-up. Back in the day, they used to be great, but now it seems to be you're all going, whoa, don't touch them. Um, yeah, and, and the Renault Master, hmm, as um, 
Nathan Cheeseman says, he says, I'm glad the Renault Masters got a mention because I believe they are the complete underdog. If you look closely at what the lads drive all over Europe, it's largely those 3.5 tonne Renault Masters with small curtain sided bodies. I believe they're buying them for a reason other than price. Yeah, they don't break down. They keep... I've got to say, I'm very pleased with the Renault. I'm thinking it is the van of, it could well be the van of choice moving forward. Truck of choice, maybe not so much, but van of choice, it's like a Sprinter, isn't it? Sprinter's a great van. Is the Mercedes necessarily a good truck? It's nice to drive. When we were running them, I mind you, it done miles. You, you can't, oh, it, again, it's luck of the draw, I think, a lot of the time. Uh, Steve Gregory says, I've driven transits, Ivecos, seven half ton, had two breakdowns in a transit, but to be fair, they were a workhorse. The Ivecos drank fuel like it was going out of fashion, was thirsty, um, driven box fans were moving my daughter and her first husband, needed a second run to pick the rest of the things up in Wolverhampton. This is W. Hampton, I guess it's more Hampton, I don't know. But would have overcooked the hours so next morning in the car. So, yeah, basically, there's <laughs> out there, you know. Um, Alan Snacks says Citroen Dispatch 1.9. He's the only person who's vouching for the Citroen right now. Do you love your Citroen? Please leave a comment. <laughs> Fight the Citroen goals. I know I might make Ken bought a Citroen uh, recently to replace the VW, which he's had forever. He said, I hate it. They sort of, they just, I've mean, spent money on it, it just ain't working. So, uh, well, we might be struggling to get Citroen lovers. Uh, Leachy says, still using my 2008 VW 1.9 TDI. That's what he had before. Short wheelbase with only uh, 112,000 miles on it. Still drives really well with no major problems as yet, but could do with some uh, new shocks around. Going to change it this year for a newer van, but undecided what to get. Mate, whatever you get, I hope you get the right one. I don't know if there's an answer on the channel to which one it is, though. Uh, and that's it on vents. So now we're on the miscellaneous. Which I can't do a timestamp for. Well, I'll do 310 plus whatever was there before. I have to do some maths on this. 310 plus 910. What's that? 1220. Around the 1220, if you're lucky. If not, no. Um, right, Mohammed says, he says, I just wanted to mention a somewhat somewhat of um, a positive regarding the economics and the ridiculous prices per mile being quoted by drivers. It's absolutely economically unsustainable for anyone to be driven under 70 people, for anyone to be driving for under 70 people per mile for long distance jobs. They, they, they're 100% already know, or you will realise that if you haven't already, you can't turn a profit. Most likely, it's the newbies who have been told to do so uh, just to get work and get positive feedback. We've done this one before on the conveyor belt of fools. I mention it all the time. Um, uh, yeah, we saw people that jump on and don't know what to think they're making money until something goes wrong and then they disappear and someone else replaces them. So the simple solution is to do somewhat of a mass sign petition to the CX to change the rules for newbies bidding under a certain amount. You guys on YouTube have enough of an audience to get this rolling. Get an accountant involved to work out the minimum bidding amount should be. Only send the petition once it's been signed by 50% of the users on the CX and threaten them with a two-day strike. Two days' loss of income is, is worth the long-term benefit to all drivers. Two days will affect the shippers and then consequently falls on the CX. The CX know that there is no alternative outside of ships to use. They won't want to risk the, pre the pressure shippers leaving. So if you want change, guys, we need action. It's a nice idea. But let's be honest, they ain't never going to work. Because... For a start, you're going to get the mob that turn around and go, well, while you guys are doing a two-day strike, I'll just charge double and make the most out of it because you'll always get that in human nature. The other thing is, 
the CX is a backlight platform. It's designed, it's not designed as a way of making money, it's a way of making backloads. Now I don't, I used to run when I was running the trucks, run mainly off the CX and probably when they said, I believe it's got an awful lot quieter. Um, when I started, on an average day, I would see 30 new loads. Um, on a Friday, 100 new loads. On the Thursday before uh, Easter Monday, before the Easter weekend, 200 new loads. I'm looking at it this week between two and five new loads. It's ludicrous. But the thing is, I'm now working for Transport IT. And uh, we have our own customers. We have our own storage and all that kind of stuff. So I am tasked with planning the jobs, that our own end user customer jobs, and then get jobs coming back. And I've been told, just cover the diesel coming back. It doesn't matter because we make enough money on the end user jobs that you just want to cover the diesel. I've actually been told that we can be cheaper. He says, it's January, just want to keep the wheels rolling. As long as we can cover the diesel cost coming back, that's fine. And this is the thing. To turn around and say, well, you can't work for this kind of money. Well, you can't work for that kind of money if you rely solely on the CX. But the CX was never, was never designed to be solely relied upon. It's designed for that person that is either going to drive back from Brighton empty or drive to Brighton after they've made the money on They've made their money for the day because they've got it from their end user customer to drive back and go, hang on a second. There's a guy in Brighton that needs something moving back to St. Neots. Well, I'm going back there anyway. I'll take it back just, you know, for nothing. Well, not for nothing because, you know, things go wrong. But I'll, I'll take it back for this money. And that's why it would never work. It's an auction site. The thing about auctions, that would be a bit like going into sort of Sotheby's and turn around saying, you can't sell this stuff for under 100 quid. So you've got to turn around and say, have you got payment? Well, go, well, no, it's an auction. It sells for what the buyer's prepared to accept and what someone's prepared to pay. So it, it's not, it's just, it's kind of contrary to what it's designed to be. I totally understand what you're saying, Mohammed, but it's, just, it's not the ethos of the thing, like, you know? So, thoughts, everybody? Thoughts. I'm probably wrong, I normally am. I can put it on next week's Pete was wrong last week because. Um, David Brighton says, he says, hello, mate. It's a good, good info. I'm thinking of getting a long wheelbase van after driving trucks for 22 years. What kind of money would it cost for goods in liability insurance? We did do a little video about people that jump from um, lorries into trucks. I'll do a beautiful thing. Um, the truth of the matter is, goods, it's, it's too many imponderables. It's how long is a piece of string. But on the whole, um, whoever supplies you with your um, normal van insurance, your... Um, What's it called? Hire a reward insurance. Just get them to quote you on goods in transit. It's not expensive. It tends to be like an extra 10, 20 quid a month on it, depending. Um, and what kind of cover you want. You only really need five to 10 k's worth of cover. And just get them to quote you. Uh, but no, it, it wouldn't be dear, my friend. And finally, Chris says, he says, the backdrop really fits someone who's going skint. <laughs> Is Rolex still around? I guess it's a hooky one. Uh, no, it's not a hooky. It's actually a Jekyll. And if you don't know what a Jekyll is, uh, it's, it's Cockney Rhymes. I did a video on that too. One of my biggest uh, videos on Cockney Rhymes. Right? Um, we're not on the Rolex at the moment. At the moment, we're on the Amiga. The Amiga Seamaster, which is a diving watch. Uh, but let's put it that this way. Don't get it wet. As for the backdrop, I did a video on the barn. So we'll do a link to that one if it's there. I've got quite a few links lately. Um, I've never lied about the barn. Uh, the truth of the matter is, half of it isn't mine anyway. And how long I'll be here... I don't know. <laughs> the daughter's getting married in October, uh, and I 
hoping to use the house as a venue if I'm still here, but you never know. I'm always hoping something will come out of the uh, woodwork. Perhaps someone will sponsor me to wear their boots. Don't know if that's going to quite fit it, but at the moment I'm just surviving. There will be the full story coming out, but if you want to know the full story, you're going to have to read the book, which means I've got to write it first. And I spent the last three months just trying to catch up on my own life. But I'll get onto it. So anyway, hope you guys are well. That's this week's next. This week's coming up. Um, I think Godzilla's one on airports. Godzilla, thanks very much for the uh, input. I've cut it and I'm just jobbing it together. That probably go out. This, and I'm also I've done done any life on the road videos. I need to do some more life on the road videos. I've got some footage I shot before Christmas when I went up to Inverness. I did one on Dundee as well, and it was really good. And I lost all the footage. I don't know why I accidentally deleted it. But um, I'll get back onto it. But the, in the meantime. Hope you guys are all well, and I hope you are taking care and taking money. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.